0: HSPC Arena
1: in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's time! Welcome to the third episode of the Don't Tell Me Just Tweeted Pod, hosted by me, Slat Ryan, at me on Twitter at MDarden23, and at the pod on Twitter at just tweeted pod. Like I said, we're going to answer it as well, you know, why we're live and everything like that. But I'll uh, just to kick it off. Like I said, it's just me today and got a special guest on here again. Uh, Michael Manswell, CEO, just opened up his own um, personal consultant, personal life coach. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I'll go sing it over to you to introduce yourself and everything. Bet.
0: Appreciate you having me on again uh, to the Just uh, Tweet podcast. Always welcome Welcoming to come back and have some real talks. Uh like Mars said, my name is Michael Manswell. You can uh reach me on Twitter at Mmanswell7. And then you can follow my uh life coaching account at hype consulting. Um honestly, man, like life coaching really took a toll, um took a took a toll on me because you know, growing up my mom, uh she was a life coach. And so with her, you know, having her own consulting business and then her part-time life coaching business, I've always been around it. So she really groomed me into, you know, turning it into my own, uh, profession. Uh, fortunately with it, uh, I just started like early May and I already signed, uh, my first client. So, you know, business is, a, is officially open. Um, there you go. you know, it's, it, it's a blessing to be able to help people, you know, reach out, reach new heights in, in personal development because I know how beneficial it is to have someone on your journey that, you know, is going to guide and support you. So that's really how I got into life coaching.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like I said, I know you've been on that grind for a while. and mm-hmm. uh, Just seeing you turn, like, you know, a niche or a passion into, you know, a career, you know, where you're going to make money off that and everything. That's cool to see. So uh, congrats to you, first client, like you said. Um, always, you know, appreciate you having you on the show and everything like that. So, I mean, I guess we'll kick it off, you know, the obvious, you know, coronavirus, quarantine, everything like that. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing? What have you been, you know, doing to stay healthy, stay busy? Um, And then in general, like, what have you been doing to say to other people? Because I know a lot of people, you know, it's tough on them mentally right now as well, you know, and not just, you know, everyone's routine, their day to day, whatever it is. Um, You know, it's not normal anymore. So what have you been doing?
0: Yeah. So fortunately, um, I've been I've been declared like an essential worker, right? So, uh, you know, as a healthcare provider in a sense, uh, I'm very fortunate to still be working at my job. But, you know, school while I'm uh, pursuing my masters in counseling psychology, that uh that all got really shut down early because I've been on online classes since basically the beginning of March. And so you know, like not being in the classroom setting it has its perks, but then it has its disadvantages because, you know, I'm missing out on, you know, learning quality skills like human interactions while counseling. Um,
1: Right. Like in-person. Exactly.
0: In-person interaction. And it's just, you know, just the smallest things from like eye contact, body language, um, you know, tone of voice, little stuff like that, that I was learning, you know, prior to this whole Corona thing, you know, the last couple of semesters, you know, being online, it, 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 it's a it's an exciting challenge but you know always being home now it's 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 taking a turn For life. yeah that's
1: definitely different especially you know like psychology too it's all about you know interaction um you know in person mm-hmm. you know body like you said body language diction um verbal you know verbal tone everything like that so that's probably tough for you as well you what are you been doing uh you still working out like i know the gyms are still open technically back down in maryland mm-hmm. but i haven't hit them i'm still you know working out at home and everything?
0: Yeah, for me, I mean, it, 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 it's sketchy, right? Because, you know, a couple of my gyms around me have opened up. I'm pretty sure the LA Fitness I've been going to, my friend told me has opened up. For me, though, like, I, I mean, I, you know, I do my push-ups, I do my sit-ups every now and then, but given the fact that, you know, I got to work, I got to work and then, you know, go to class at night sometimes, like, it throws off the the set schedule that I'm used to but um one thing i did pick up now is uh my girlfriend and i we actually started boxing so we started taking uh, right. free classes uh for the past couple of weeks so it's a new hobby that you know i picked up for something to to keep me you know physically active and then you know mentally focused
1: that's tough that's tough i've always wanted to pick up like a class or something like i watch a lot of like you know ufc boxing fighting like that you know i wanted to Eventually, not anything like karate, but like you said, you know, some boxing MMA. That'd be cool to pick up. Yeah, of so course. I'll add that in my list as well. I've been, um, uh, you know, doing my <laughs> push-ups at home as well. Right. I uh, actually got a little total gym that I've been using pretty frequently, but I'm not sure when I'm going to go back to the gym. Um, been doing a lot of, you know, regular exercises, like just bike riding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been out kayaking the past couple weekends a lot, getting my abs right, everything like that um saying like physically stuff stuff that's like you know physical um you're getting a workout but still enjoyable so you know i'm still going on a bike ride and seeing some scenery get the you know listen to a playlist um you know clear my mind from working all day whatever it is you know kayaking too you know that, that'll that put a toll on you as well so Absolutely. getting out getting outside um drinking water and everything like that but i don't know it's been normal now and like obviously like the day-to-day everyone's day-to-day is just taking a turn
0: yeah and i mean you brought up a good point like you
1: know after work to be able to to do something like
0: literally just get outside and do something active um you know from a nature sense like i don't think there's a better time to really do something like that than quarantine because you know you get connected back to you know the natural world and you I, I, you get to like isolate yourself from you know society for a little bit and just really <laughs> taking the moment um you know that the earth has to offer us because, you know, before all this, everybody was working. And, you know, if you go into school, you got your own business, like everybody was tied down with certain obligations just to to go out and kayak for a couple of hours kills the day. So salute to you, man. I've been seeing you on your ground as as well.
1: For sure. I appreciate that. But yeah, like you're saying, like disconnect from the, from the world. Like there's been a couple of days, I'm sure like people that are working from home that are listening probably can relate where, you know, you work from home the whole day, you know, nine to five, eight to four, whatever your hours are, um, you know, you check out of your job and then you're just like, I'm still at home. Like, what's next? What's to do? Like, there's been days where I just like, you know, haven't even left my basement. I'm like, yeah, I need to get outside. I need to do something active. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this whole quarantine can really sucker you in to, you know, like, you know, just being a bum, sad ass <laughs> whatever it is. So, you know, you got to stay on top of your game right now, like mentally. So that's why I definitely want to have you on this pod, mm-hmm. this episode and everything like that because um, like you say no things are opening back up you know we're getting gyms back open restaurants back open um you know just in-person interactions slowly coming back around similar to i would say like you know the nba is only a couple of weeks from technically you know that start date you think everything's opening up too soon too quick like mm-hmm. where do you stand with that like nba possibly coming back nfl sports in general you know i think it's now it's up in the air right now.
0: Yeah. For me, like we talked about, you know, a few few weeks ago when we did the first episode, like I understand it, right? Because athletes, like that is their profession, is to play. Never gonna take that away from anybody, especially being former athletes. Like we understand, like we gotta play, you know, to provide for families and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. For me,
0: like when I saw the, you know, the sports stories of like, you know, all these college programs for example like i think it was like lsu or or texas had like 20 plus people test positive recently so now they got quarantined then like kansas state had to suspend their voluntary workouts for two weeks because they had like five to ten people tested positive so for me it's not even like you know things are opening up is like an issue but it's just like we knew like, at, at least for me, in my opinion, like, I knew this was going to happen, you know? Right. And, you know, I'm not, like, speaking negatively, like, you know, in the sports realm or anything like that, but it's just, like, you open up, you know, a large setting for a large group of people in the middle of a pandemic, you got to take into consideration the the environmental factors. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, as far as the NBA, um, I was watching a sports, uh, sport, uh, show undisputed with skip and Sand, and and they made a good point where it's like the nba can open up because you know it's smaller teams uh you know less staff right. as opposed to like football so for them to go ahead and resume you know still playing it's like i understand why it's manageable but it's like yo like all it takes is one person you know and then uh
1: exactly like rudy gobert is the exactly agent one a- exactly so
0: it's like for me i'm like all right so then like you get back into the swing of things like a lot of athletes been training and grinding like obviously like they're supposed to and then boom like one of your star players or key contributors gets sick then it's like okay well now we gotta scratch the whole game plan now we gotta bring in more people from the outside right. but then how you know that they don't got it and then you know what i'm saying so Exactly. 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 (laughs) It's just like a real domino, domino Domino effect. One hundred percent. I mean, honestly, I understand why, but for me, like, if people aren't taking it serious, it's not going to get better. That's just you know, plain and simple. Um, So, I mean, I'm excited, but I don't
1: know how it's going to handle or how
0: it's going to play out. You
1: feel me? Right. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, I think it was last episode, episode two. um, It was like three or four of us on. I don't think you were on that one. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure if, you, if I said it in the first episode as well. But I was pretty much like, hey, right now, like I said, the NBA is going to play. The NBA is coming back. Does it make sense? No. But, shoot, LeBron James runs the league. What he says goes. He hasn't said anything about not playing. So right. until that man gets corona or someone in his family, um, like I said, until LeBron puts the brakes on it, right. like, you can consider it, you know, a go. But every day, like, obviously, there's been a couple players that, like, Avery Bradley just backed out. Last night, Laker, mm-hmm. um, Davis Bertans just backed out of the Wizards because he's going to get a pretty good free agent deal. Um, they probably weren't going to do anything in the playoffs either way. But I agree, like, if you don't want to play, don't play. Right. Um, like, I'm not going to hold that against anyone. I don't think any teammates or coaches or anyone else, you know, any fans should hold that against a player because, yeah. like, you know, put yourself in your shoes. Like, you're going you're to go to your job, you know, on mass, you know, on a daily basis, you know. Just to, you know, risk it, but I don't know. Like, like I said, the league's gonna play. I think the NBA actually like brace yourselves for you know a bunch of players to back out and you know obviously say they have the corona, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be bringing in different players. Which obviously, like I said, whoever wins the championship, if it goes through, like I said, I think it's gonna play. I think they, I think it's gonna at least kick off, but I'm not sure if it's gonna finish. Right, but um, whoever if it goes through, whoever wins it, it's going to be an asterisk on this championship, no matter what. No, yeah, of course. And
0: I mean, you you bring up a good point, because, like, with that, to think that if any fan speaks out against a player, like, not playing, like, in a negative way, they just fully don't comprehend what's going on. Because, like, this is a global pandemic. This is something everybody is facing around the world. Like, for anybody to be like, oh, he's scared to play. Like, it's not a competition thing, you know what I mean like there's right. there's different levels to like oh man I'm scared to compete against the best players in the world versus you know I don't want to get sick and this isn't like oh you know it's the you know common cold out here like it's a whole virus that has been you know the numbers just keep going it's easily um, it's easily infectable, so it's like this isn't something to play with, so therefore like if a player back down I'll I, I, I fully support it the same way I fully support if a player wants to sign the like waiver or whatever wants to compete so you know there's a difference between competing and then staying safe
1: exactly and like um Jokic he just uh came down with corona he was over in Serbia like like you said you know a lot of these guys who knows where they've been like, right a lot of them aren't even from you know this country so their interaction is just going to spread like wildfire honestly mm-hmm. um and then I think it can, you know, it can go well if everyone's just committed to, you know, being in that bubble in Orlando. It's going to suck, but, like, hey, like, either, you know, you're, you're in it for the championship or, you know, everyone just call it quits. Is it worth it? Like, that's when, you know, upper management has that decision. Right. Like, if everyone can commit, it's going to be just like AAU. You know, you're playing a bunch of games in a small place. It's going to get tiring. It's going to get overwhelming. going to get repetitive. So that's why I was saying, like, a month ago, whatever it is, I was like the NBA has the best chance of going through, um rather than you're saying like football where, you know, you're you got a hundred players on a team, well more than a hundred. Like I said, the final roster is going to be a hundred players, but on your tryouts, your practice squad, you know, you're dealing with shoot. I mean, you've been on on a, a college D one team, like mm-hmm. how many like a hundred twenty, hundred fifty five players at one time maybe? Yeah, like right, like, right, like, right, tryouts right, everything. Yeah, like by like tryouts for
0: like. Like, my walk-on tryouts and stuff like that was in the spring. So, by that point, yeah, you got, like, 100-some people. And then, obviously, by the fall, they make their cuts. So, that's 120 potential cases you got to deal with.
1: That's crazy. Like, <laughs> in colleges in general, too. Because like, apparently, like, the SEC said they're going to play. Mm-hmm. And then the Big Ten said, you know, they're not playing unless, you know, students can be on campus. So, that was a big thing to me, too. It was, like, what are colleges going to do, you know, come around – you know, fall, like enrollment time, whatever it is. Like, do you think these kids are going back to school? Or like, if I'm a parent, like, dog, like my kid's probably going to community college for a couple of years. <laughs> and, but, and that's like, like, I'm not paying for all that for online classes. And you, you would know think that, right? So
0: then like, somebody brought up a good point where they're like, if you have plans of going to college, they were like, go to community college if you can. And honestly, that's not bad idea, because unless, you know, we get an, you know, international alert that, you know, the vaccine has been, you know, started taking out all across the world and, you know, it's an effective thing and we can return back to normal by like the end of August where a Roman is, you know, safe and they get the go ahead. Cool. Then, you know, we back in business. But like you said, like, you know, you got a lot of first generation people going back to school, um, you know, we got grad students and stuff like that. A lot of them have the opportunity to maybe, you know, choose to stay online, and that way they can stay wherever they are and com- uh, complete their degree. Or, you know, you got people who are ready to experience the college lifestyle, but now they're, like, forced to be stuck at home. Um, I think for me it's just, like, if if colleges are are taking the necessary precautions and stuff like that, you know, make, make, make the smart decision, not the, not the beneficial decision. You know what I'm
1: saying? The long run decision. Yeah. Make the
0: end game decision. Cause at the end of the day, you don't want to open yourself up to unnecessary risk. Like there's, there's a difference between calculated and then unnecessary risk. So definitely make the, uh, make the, the smart decision.
1: Yeah. Like you were saying, like the the smart decision, the calculated risk. Um, cause I, you know, I went to school upstate New York. I follow like there's a bunch of tiny, tiny schools up there, mm-hmm. like, um, Ithaca, for example, like Cortland, um, like a lot of these schools, Casanova. I was looking at them and they were like, hey, if we don't open up for the fall. You know, we might have to shut down in a long term, mm-hmm. whatever. You might have to, we have to like close down the college, whatever it is. But so you bring everyone back for the fall Mm -hmm. and your students get sick, your staff is sick, the whole athletic department gets sick, the whole school is going to be ill. That way, I mean, in the long run, that school is never, ever, ever going to bounce back from that. You know what I'm saying? Like if a whole epidemic wipes out your whole, you know, population of staff, students, and, you know, sports players and athletics, I don't know. It's just going to be, it's going to be weird. You know, I don't know what these ADs are going to do, what the NCAA is going to do. But if these kids, you know, I don't see many of them going back to campus mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. But um back to NFL. Like I said, I, I think the NBA has a chance to play out. The NFL's in a different story. Um, you know, obviously Ezekiel came out with it. A lot of players are, you know, getting tested. Um, it's gonna be hard to, you know, keep those facilities clean. Obviously the teams quarantine, whatever it is. Um, there's just been a lot going on with the NFL. Like they just announced, you know, if like, the stadiums open up, like the the games are played, they said the first seven or eight rows, you know, we're going to be covered. No fans allowed, and everything like that. Like, what do you think? Where do they, the NFL stands? Um, I know they've been going through a lot the past month in general.
0: Right. Um. That 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 brings me back to the the Skip and Shannon debate that they have because Shannon made a good point. He was like, you know, NBA, you know it's smaller. It's a smaller population. He was like, NFL, you're going to have a hundred plus people. And he was like, that's just the players. Then you got to have the coaches, every position coach, like you're going to have like at least 20 to 30 coaches on your staff. Then you got the full-time sport medicine staff. And then you got the, um, you know, the media, and then you got, you know, the general manager. And then he was like, we just kept (laughs) listening and listening and listening. So then he was like, like, unless everybody who's in the stadiums are only professional, like professionals, he was like, you might be able to get away with it. But then he's like, now you, you got athletes who they can't bring their families to the game. Um, They can't, you know, some, some players really thrive off playing in front of the, the fans. So now you got nobody in the stands cheering for you. So it's just you. So that's a whole environmental factor gone in competition and then you got like, you know, the traveling, like he was like, you know, the NFL is a coast to coast profession. So you got to just take in, you know, so for me, it makes sense. You know, Oh, okay. Don't have, you can't have no players. And then like, you're just gonna have to stream everything on like citywide uh, streaming services, or, you know, you got a Fox or CBS or ESPN deal and everything's just gonna have to be televised. That would make a lot of sense to me, but just given the amount of people and like stories that keep you know testing positive and have to be on quarantine and stuff like that, he was like, "What are you gonna do? You play fr- uh you play Sunday morning, Friday night, you found out your your quarterback tested positive. You gonna you are you gonna <laughs> you gonna sign somebody in a day? You gonna you know you you spent all week of practice running with the ones, and then now your starting quarterback ain't there, so your number two guy gotta go in exactly. like." it's a whole different it's a whole different mental well, the aspect game plan,
1: like the gameplay like might not even be a thing like it's going to have to be like rolled out you know 30 minutes before a tip off like let's see what we got today like if exactly. it was today like cuz they're going to be signing dudes that aren't even like playing right now exactly like, <laughs> it's going to be wild just in general yeah. we got um we actually got a live question oh bet and pookie the god he was asking uh kind of deals with your boy too cuz i know you uh, <laughs> potentially, uh, you know, you you want to see Cap or AB back in the league. I know you're leaning for Cap. Right. But uh, he says, would AB have a bigger impact going to Seattle or Baltimore?
0: As of right now, uh, it's crazy, right? Because I would definitely say Baltimore just because their defense definitely improved. Their offense obviously is, you know, coming off a lot of momentum. And so you throw him in with, you know, hollywood lamar then you got mark ingram and jk dobbins that's real but then like i'm never going to downgrade russell wilson he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and he has been one of the most consistent quarterbacks of all time so i think you know impact wise i say baltimore but i definitely see him doing uh doing big things if he goes to uh seattle exactly i'm gonna say say baltimore
1: yeah that's a tough one like Russell Wilson really never had you know that big big you know star receiver. Yeah, you know, right. he had his little guys like Tyler Lockett, um, you know some speedsters, but you know give him a dude like AB, shoot. I mean, you saw what he did with uh, DK Metcalf this year, exactly, and he and that was rookie.
0: So it's like a rookie, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of potential in C, in Seattle because I feel like him and him and Russ could definitely rewrite you know records. Um,
1: but well, yeah, if he goes to Baltimore, I think shoot, it's still a wrap, you know. Oh no, yeah, still a wrap. It's and just kind of fun. see what they do in the championship, like I mean, in the playoffs, like yeah, yeah. I mean, And there, I mean, in that division, you got, up.
0: you got yeah. the Browns and they play the Steelers and everything. Like it'd be a lot more hype if he goes to the Ravens. So yeah, I'd playing with the
1: the Florida Jets, you yeah, know, Like shoot, if he goes to the Baltimore, that's over. Yeah, like, exactly. That'd be nuts. But um, sign on to the next topic. Uh, just hit that yeah this definitely want to talk about you know it kind of leads into like coming over to the nfl and everything like that but mm-hmm. the whole movements everything that's going on in the past month um you know the black Lives matter movement um you know obviously like the George floyd george floyd killing sorry mm-hmm. um and then just like a whole tournament of events the past like you know month month and a half whatever it is like everything has just been coming to light mm-hmm. um what have you been thinking about that you know, just in general, like, obviously, you know, we've been talking about this for since forever, you know, justice right. system finally coming to light, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's small, there's, no, I wouldn't say small movement, but there's been a lot of movement lately. Like, some of it, you know, is great. Some of it's not so great. Um, Just t- t- touch on that a little bit. Like, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation. And, and honestly, before I talk about it, I always just like to, like, do a quick, like, moment of silence, just like a quick five-minute moment of silence, or a five-second moment of silence, so. So, with that, like, you know, R.I.P. George Floyd, R.I.P. Brown the Taylor, R.I.P., you know, every human being that has died at the hands of the police at an astronomical rate. For me, like, this stuff, like you said, has been going on forever, so that tells me that nothing has really changed. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is that shows that America obviously has progressed, but we're nowhere where we really could be if we just did the simple things right. So for that, like, people are being killed, like, murdered by people who are designed to protect and serve. Exactly. There's a huge contradiction with that statement and that lifestyle for generations and generations like it, like you know if you're black in in America and you live in specific parts of the country if you ask your mom's mom and then their mom and then their mom they all have similar stories of what's happening so we can't ignore the obvious second i feel like a lot of things could be changed but the people in charge have to do that so with that being said like you know Minnesota you know they changed and and they banned the chokehold they you know they release where it's like uh someone someone offered the the opportunity where it's like uh if you turn off or tamper with your your body cam footage at all you're automatically like prosecuted and mm-hmm. and uh and uh you know evaluated so like the accountability factor is the main source of these issues because the only reason people are getting away with this stuff is because they're not being held for their actions so that's why you see all these you know trends and movements about people because the people who did the action are still out here like they didn't do anything you know traumatic and then third it's just like you know being black in society it's a blessing but it's also a curse because you know, when you think of the history, the true history of, you know, the Black black experience in America, like a lot of people can't stomach it, but mm-hmm. a lot of those people never had to experience it, yet alone have to deal with it from a family perspective where multiple generations are dealing with the same thing. So like these national lynchings that are happening, that is a historic event because People used, to, uh, people used to watch lynchings as like a social event. Right.
1: It's like on a movie. So you
0: can't sit here and tell me that all lives matter. You can't sit here and tell me that you know, there's not an issue when people would watch wrongfully accused people as well, be burned alive, shot and killed in the street, hung from a tree, and it was anything like going to the movies or something like that so because of all that and when you devalue people you're not going to change anything to impact them so honestly you know the movements as tragic as they are they could all cease to exist if humans treated humans with respect like it's not it's not that hard of a concept to understand and grasp and do something about so like you know rip to all the victims and all the family members that have been you know traumatized by these type of acts but i'm just like yo you change the system you change the outcome like that's plain and simple or at least like we would have new problems to look forward to as opposed to hearing the same story the same outline the same you know pattern of behavior over and over again you know from stuff that's been happening since you know the 16 1500s and we're in 2020 and you know we we have people still being lynched like right. you can't sit here and 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 argue that that's acceptable like at all um, um so yeah for me it's it it's hard man because it's just like people who look like you are being targeted and
1: brutalized right for nothing. exactly i think i i definitely agree with everything you just said there too as well um my thought is like obviously you know pretty pretty brutality has been a thing you know, we've been targeted as people since, you know, they us to this land, and in mm-hmm. general, like, at first it was, you know, you know, hey, like, police are targeting black people, you know, other people, like, other ethnicities are like, oh, you guys are just, you know, getting yourselves in trouble. You guys are doing this. You guys shouldn't be doing illegal stuff. Right. Like, yes, you know, whatever, he might have tested positive for some drugs wherever he was. Um, what's his name? He might have been drunk. Um, It doesn't matter. Like, it's the whole concept of them. We've been targeted, you know, no matter what. Like at first, people were saying, "Oh, you know, shouldn't have been, you know, drinking. Shouldn't have been doing that. Should have been selling this. Shouldn't have been doing illegal stuff." But I think now the other side, they're finally realizing how, you know, the police have been targeting us as a group of people since the beginning of time. You know, planting drugs in our neighborhoods, exactly. um, lying on police reports, whatever it is. Uh, like you're finally seeing people that are realizing, open their eyes, They're like, oh you know, maybe something is messed up and, you know, a lot of people are speaking up about it. That's great. And then a lot of people are also speaking up about it, you know, just to fit in and make sure people know that, like they're not racist, whatever it is. That's mm-hmm. where it's kind of pissing me off where, you know, you're, everyone's doing this fake emotion, fake love. It's like, nah, like you're only posting this, you know, just, you know, just to go with the wave, just to ride the wave. Right. Um, Just like, I'm just saying people like in companies in general, like, Just out there, you know, retail retail stores, Um, some people I personally know as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the whole movement kind of got shaken up when, you know, they're peacefully protesting. And then, obviously, that Antifa came in and the whole other side, like, started rioting. So, that's why I was like, you know, I would definitely want to touch on the difference between, like, the protests and then the riots. Where, you know, I actually went to a protest. I went to two. I went to the one down in Columbia Mm -hmm. where uh, Barack Obama, you know, shouted us out. That was pretty cool, um, big movement. It's kind of like the first time I've ever did anything like that, so that was cool. I did like definitely want to keep doing that moving forward and everything, right? Um, and then like I said, we did one out in uh Western Regional, over by uh you know Glenall area, Woodbine. So,
0: bro, was cool
1: see, yeah, yeah, it was cool to see. That, like I thought there was gonna be you know just the, the black families you know in the area, but you know a lot of like faculty came out neighborhood like neighborhoods i've known for a while so it was cool to see and everything like that but right people shouldn't get it twisted like you want to help out you want to help you know progress you know how we look in the society and uh, the laws is changing for us go donate to the naacp go reach out see how you can help out you know for the naacp in your community because each, each the naacp has branches you know in each large city so, like Black Lives Matter doesn't have to be the only movement where, you know, everyone's going to help or everyone's going to donate, whatever it is. That's the largest organization, you know, to fight injustice, you know, mm-hmm. for Black. So go to them. You know, they're going to show you the way to go. Um, but that's just my thought in it. It's like, you know, too many people are trying to make money off of this in general that, you know, aren't even Black, uh, that put it that way. But, no, I agree. I think and, it's cool to see, like, everything's changing. I mean, I won't say everything's changing. That's definitely a lie. But it's getting brought to light, put it that way.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that that's the first step. Like, you, you can't change something you don't know about, right? So the biggest fact is, like, if we have everybody's attention, now we just got to move strategically. But, you know, the the thing about a fight is the fact that this goes deeper than just police brutality you know i mean like this is you know generational trauma harassment discrimination um disadvantages so the best thing right now is to learn the history of everything that's been going on in the country like the harsh truth like everybody has to understand the nitty-gritty before change can really be effective because we can say like oh yeah we made progress in one aspect but we might be missing out on a totally different aspect and, mm-hmm. and you know like that's why i like i salute to like you and and everybody back home like i'm i'm uh, i'm here in pittsburgh but like everybody back home that you know went to the marches saw different people out who are being affected by this like Like yeah, this is a human issue, but you know specifically this is about people who have you know built this country, defended the country, and have been disrespected by this country for far too long. And there's a lot of ways to make change, but it all takes like a you know unified, uh, a unified uh, front because I mean it's just like any sport, like any team sport, it's a team effort. Everybody got put in the work because if you play football and you know you got 11 people versus 11 people those 11 people that you are with it doesn't it shouldn't matter you know what their what their religious background should be it doesn't matter what their you know political background may be as long as everybody's getting along with each other and looking out for each other the right way we can get a lot more accomplished but because you know america is you know ostracizing and discriminate against people over stuff that doesn't even affect other people. I feel like that's the biggest thing that like irritates me the most is like, you know, racism in here is just like created this false narrative that has festered and marinated into the mindset of a lot of people where they make, you know, prejudice comments and thoughts before they really get to know people. And, you know, for, for us being raised in, you know, like Howard County and stuff like that, like obviously, there's gonna be good and bad everywhere, but like you gotta give people a chance before you just go ahead and judge people.
1: Hundred percent, that on that, like, <laughs> like growing up in the area, like you said, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's very diverse. No, depending, like Columbia is very diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I went to the same uh, elementary and middle school. It was a little bit different out there, but um, that kind of brings me back where, like I said, I think people are kind of opening their eyes, whereas. You know, you get guys like Drew Brees that, you know, make that ignorant flag comment. Like, mm-hmm. he's a lost cause. There's a lot of dudes out there like that, you know, don't even focus on, you know, changing their opinion. That's just the way they are. But there's other people out there where, um, you know, they're calling people out for this now. Like, some of my personal friends, there's dudes like, you know, J.J. Watt. Like, I know he's kind of like a cornball, but even he kind of realized he was like, you know, it's it wasn't even about – you know, disrespecting the flag. Wasn't even about the flag. So you're finally seeing people open their eyes to other things and just, you know, oh, America this, America this, tradition, history, everything like that. Right. Um, like I think it was pretty cool how NASCAR um banned the Confederate flag. Like I did never thought that would happen.
0: Like, oh, yeah. Based on the
1: history of the sport and like the people that like not not to be like judging or judgmental or anything like that, but I think everyone knows, you know, the type of fans and you know NASCAR fans are um and just in general like you know, to make that movement they did in that quick of time, it was like two weeks. Like they did more Thanks for that and more for the third justice movement in two weeks than the NFL has done since their existence. So, shout out to them. Like I said, they're actually making moves. Um, Bubba Wallace protecting him. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool
0: story. Absolutely, and that just goes to show you that when change needs to be done, change can be done quick and effective. So there's no reason that a lot of that like you know the platform that nascar did can't be implemented across businesses can't be implemented across schools like there's no there's no real excuse for anything that you have to say because at the end of the day if it needs to get done it can get done
1: exactly and then um just one thing i was gonna say too as well yeah um kind of like like i said uh, you know everyone's like opening their eyes and everything but like you and i like i said we went to the same elementary school i had Mm -hmm two African Americans in my class, you know, throughout my whole tenure. Mm -hmm. One black teacher in elementary school. Um and then I played I started playing lacrosse since I was four. So I've been on the cross team since, you know, today, so that's what, like twenty something years of playing on a team and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I think I've had a total of like, you know, five black teammates and most of them I won't say most, but a couple of them, you know, were were mixed but not gonna hate but uh, just in general, you know, just growing up in, you know, Western Howard County, all my teams, like, for lacrosse, they were all – I was the only black person on the team. Right. And, you know, playing in college, we had one or two brothers on the team. By the time I left, like, right now there's two or three. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was the only one on the team for a while. And both my – all my roommates – I had four roommates, all white. And my one one of my roommates reached out, like, a couple weeks ago. And was like, yo, like, I've never – even like put myself in your shoes, like, what was it like? Like asking me a bunch of questions. Like, obviously he kind of felt, I wouldn't say like guilty, but he was like, yo, I never put myself, you know, in your perspective, never walked in your shoes where, you know, things probably been different. And there's actually uh, this guy I follow, Trevon Miller. Um, I actually spoke to him a while ago, like mm-hmm. eight, ten years ago in like recruiting process and everything. He had a story of like his time at Syracuse where, you know, he was the only black player. Um, you know, his teammates, you know, everyone comes in the locker room, you're blasting music. Rap is very, rarely filtered. And like, they were like, just shouting the N word, you know, up in Syracuse, whatever it was. And he actually started this whole platform, another podcast, of, uh, you know, kind of like the same stuff, but, um, he's doing a great job of, you know, talking about injustice and everything like that. But he had a situation where, you know, that sucks. Like I said, you know, you're one of 55 dudes, he was in a bad place. And I was just saying, like, I'll talk to my teammate. I was like, I appreciate you guys. Like I was never put in a scenario like that, like where you guys were like over the top ignorant or, you know, just being straight. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're one of the only 55 on a team. Like you're, you're, you're going to have some different experiences, you know? And then each team you play, you know, they all look like everyone else. So it was cool to see him, you know, reach out about that. Um, But like I said, you know, my dad made sure, you know, growing up where we did, you know, I still had tough relationships and good relationships, you know, playing, you know, with football, CCC, um, CBA. So I did all my other sports out in Columbia, you know, like CCC, we were 95% black. Um, CBA was like 90, 95% black as well. And then obviously, you know, I played two years in the Warhawks where they're probably 90% white and then moving on on to Glen Island, everything like that. But, you know, my dad made sure I got a taste of you know every culture growing up um but I do appreciate you know the way like the way of life you know growing up and all the interaction you're gonna get diverse and everything like that so balance okay. the two so that's that's what I say like I've been in interaction with all different types of people, and just in general, you know people just gotta start respecting everyone like
0: yeah cuz the biggest thing you like you could do is, is is isolate yourself to a specific group exactly so, solely
1: based on the fact that you know they look like you or come from the same specific so not even like like you said a specific group but even like an ethnic like um religion as well like yeah you can and have, and you it's can have friends with other religions yeah and then it's just a respect factor
0: like you know we we have a, a diverse friend group Family. And we've had that diverse friend group for, you know, dec- for almost a decade now, just because of how we we've all stayed in contact. And and like you said, being around people that are different from you allows you to not only manifest like a great appreciation for them, but like a, it allows you to value them like we always disagree on numerous stuff from political stuff to you know sports stuff business stuff whatever the case may be but we would never you know wish harm on each other just because of that or we would never wish you know a disadvantage or someone or go out our way because that's the way we were talking like like you said like shout out to our parents like really holding it down but it really prepares you because you know my dad he told me he tells me the story all the time that when he was in flight school before he became a pilot like i mean he had to go to flight school in alabama so Mm. like just just because of the history of america if you think of deep south alabama in the you know what 60s 70s as a black man you're automatically excuse me you're gonna have thousands of thoughts flooding to your mind at once because of the 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 racial tension and history that's been given to people just in Alabama, you know what I mean? So he tells me, you know, all the time, like the the sacrifices he had to go through the hardships he had to go through, like, you know, his own students, or, you know, members of the the KKK and you know, the teachers are and all that stuff. So it's like, it goes to show you that like, he was going through that when he was, you know, around my age. And then now, you know, I'm grown up around the same age as he was and the KKK is still here. And it's like it just goes to show you that people go to you know great lengths to hold down their beliefs, but then you see the positive beliefs and then the negative
1: beliefs. Exactly. Exactly, man. I think we're all on the same page on that as well, too. Um, kind of winding down. What are some of your uh, expectations, you know, for the rest of this year, mm-hmm. and what are your goals now for twenty twenty one?
0: Yeah. I mean, expectations as of right now, is just, you know, you know, focusing on school, like give, give me, give me something, you know, mentally to, to focus on um, definitely expectations physically, you know, continue to, you know, do boxing, keep finding new ways to stay active and stay busy because the last thing I want to, I want to let quarantine do is like hinder my physical progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean like spiritually, you know, just continue to rely on God and, in my faith because you know optim- optimism is something I'm, I'm big on so like i have faith that this corona thing is gonna is gonna end here soon and you know the social injustice stuff like definitely uh necessary changes are going to be made um you know immediately because i think the biggest thing right now it's like there's no better time to make changes than now and that's like you know social injustice that's like you know every individual that's every group and organization right now it's like this is a a reflection period for you to really take time to just realize what you've been doing that works what you've been doing that doesn't work and what you can do to improve you know your current situation because a lot of people gotta remember that you know a lot of life is just the mindset and perspective Mm -hmm. you know critiquing and you know changing the way you do things like is not a bad thing like i'll never you know, knock somebody or make fun of them because they're making, you know, positive and productive changes to their, to their situation and their environment. Um, for 2021, man, honestly, it's just, you know, focusing on graduating, graduate next, next May. Um, I take my, my professional license exam next year. So focus on passing that and then, uh, landing, uh, landing a counseling job a full time counseling job and then honestly by twenty twenty one I really want uh you know hype to take off to new le- to new levels and I can travel the world like we talked about um your man who did the, the lacrosse motivational speaking be like him and mm-hmm. you know tra- travel the country and travel the world and share the message man and spread positivity. For sure.
1: For sure. That's on point. Yeah, yeah. If you ever like I got I think I have his number, but uh he does a lot of good work, and what he does is pretty cool too like I would even want to do something like that right but um definitely wish you the best with hype and everything like that um for me twenty twenty I'm just trying to stay healthy and everything get i think I'm getting as i think probably like the most fit I've been in my life um a couple of years removed from playing and everything, but it still feels good like I think I was probably the most fit going in junior year, and I think I feel chest is good maybe if not better um so trying to get my stamina right and everything like that but just staying healthy and then um i've actually kicked off like kind of like my side gig a little bit of my uh training personal training oh yeah yeah uh um, yeah you gotta follow the account um back to basics so kick that off i actually got my first client today actually got my first client. hey guess who it is <laughs> Oh. Maurice. <laughs> yeah, we're about to my link buddy. up soon. But um we're about to go work out and everything like that. Okay. But um getting that started, like I said, just a passion of mine. Um, you know, just trying to get back to community and everything. But um close it out with, you know, sleepers what you've been listening to and I'll let you get going. But um Wale actually dropped a tape. I'm sure a lot of my friends know, like I'm a big MMG fan. Wale is probably one of my favorite rappers. Use my highlight tape music back in the day. Mm-hmm. Shout out Wale. But um this is what I've been listening to. Drop the tape. All the songs are fire. Um uh, they also check it out, but blue, yellow, green, pink, white it goes pretty well. Yeah. Oh, I got the got the ads, but hold up. All right, here we go. Yeah. Blue, yellow, ring, pink, pie. I ain't about to judge my live life. I
0: done got hot cold like a million times. I could probably pop four at the same time. Keeping on the back road, I be getting distant. I be getting hot cold still till we of my ambition. Who am I transgressing? Tomato or tomato, man, I'm still playing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's what I've been listening to. He's got another song in there uh, that actually I think you would like too as well. It's probably one kind of my favorite verse I've been listening to. I'll play it real quick. Mm-hmm. But, um. Still
0: here
1: somebody for me but yeah definitely check out that album uh oh, he really went in on that but yeah man um, definitely appreciate you hopping on for the third pod and everything like that we'll link up for the next one. Um, give you an update, but uh, any closing thoughts or anything, anything for the people? Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, for the people, uh, definitely take time to to educate yourself on what's going on, um, because there 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 needs to be change. There's going to be change, and um, you know, like you said, don't don't ride the wave. Be a part of the solution, because um, you know, we if we're if we're gonna be as progressive as we say, we got to practice what we preach. So. You know, all across the board, learn the history, learn the current events, you know, learn about the victims, learn about the situation and then see how you can put yourself in a position to not only succeed, but help other people, um, you know, just as a human being. Like if you be, plan on being a decent human being in this life, it can, it can start right now with just educating yourself, understanding people, listening to people and
1: then uh, finding ways to make change. hundred percent, hundred percent. Don't ride the way, be a part of the solution, I like that mm-hmm. like that, yeah, man. just uh everyone else you know keep drinking water, keep getting outside absolutely we'll be all right, I right, appreciate everyone listening. third episode, like I said, add us on the Twitter, tune in for the fourth one. we'll give you some updates, but uh we're out
0: perfect, thanks, bro. appreciate you- keep doing you keep taking uh keep taking everything step by step and uh uh Maurice for me. Well, dear brother. <laughs> All right, bro. Arbor.